0: So today has been designated by the Bishops of the OCA Steward Sunday which uh, basically gives uh, the parish priests of parishes that are miserly and don't tithe very much uh, a, an Episcopal blessing to shake down their parishes for the appropriate amount. This presents me with a little bit of a problem because this is actually a very generous and generous-hearted pair. So I, I don't actually have to talk about that. Um, I'm happy to talk about stewardship um, or tithing or any of those things. But I actually, as I as I kind of think over it, I, I've kind of said in most of my sermons already exactly what I would Want to say about that and how the, the tithe is just this really, uh, really practical institution. If you're going to take one twelfth of of the, of the uh, 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 you know a whole tr- one of the twelve tribes out of the process of production, then you pr- the other. Uh, tribes need to step up and 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 donate some money and so a tenth is probably about right for the maintenance of that tribe which is now devoted to serving the lord and uh for the building that uh the, the temple that 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 they need so just a really practical thing and, and it's still practical it means that if you have a church with you know Ten members who ha, ha, have, um, you know, about this average salary, then they can, they have enough if they're all tithing to give the priest uh, who is serving them uh, an average salary. Um, and if you have a few more people, then you probably have uh, enough uh, if everybody's tithing to also look after the the building. Um, I also I'm I'm happy to talk about stewardship because you know. All of our life, but, but then again, as I say, I've, I've said many, many times, all of what we have belongs to God. We are not our own. We're bought with a price. So in, under the Old Testament law, you, you, you have a nice law, here's some guidelines. Uh, under the New Testament, everything we are and have belongs to God. Uh, so we're, we're, we are merely stewards of of absolutely everything that He has given, given to us. Our life, our time, our health, uh, everything that, he, that, that we are and have has been given to us by God. But you know all that, because I've told you that before. So as I'm thinking about it, I, I thought, you know, a, a number of times in the past, I've talked to us, on, when we've talked about this subject, uh, as, as, as being rich. And and in many respects, we here in North America are just simply by definition rich. We're the richest of the rich. Um, But as I was thinking it over, I thought, you know what? I think I need today to talk about us being poor. Because in many respects, here in Vancouver, we're quite poor. We, We have lots of money, but it takes a lot of money to get by. And if we actually look at our lifestyle, it's a lifestyle, it's kind of like, um, I'm always reminded of, the, I'm showing my age here, the Richie Rich comics, you know, that <laughs> poor little rich boy. Uh, but it's a, it's a lifestyle where we're, we're scrambling just to make ends meet. We're going from one thing to another. We're busy. We hardly have time to socialize with anybody or to have any kind of connections with people. Uh, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging, hard life. But I don't want to make us all feel sorry for ourselves. What, what I, what I, the 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 point that I kind of want to investigate or think about today is more about what happens, you know, as as I began with with uh, you know the the whole pr- principle of the tithe. It's 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 kind of designed for us to have uh, if if people are tithing to have be able to have. Uh, 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 members who are serving us, like a a priest who who has a full-time salary, uh, and and a building in which to worship, a temple. Um, What happens when you don't have enough? Because here we have a community that's... Faithfully uh, doing what they can to to tithe and to and to give, uh, and we don't have enough money to pay a full time priest because it costs a lot of money to live in this society, and we definitely don't have enough money for a building. I mean, this place went up for say, on the market for seven point three five million, <laughs> and uh, our annual parish budget is maybe around a hundred thousand. So you know maybe. 30, 40, 50 generations down the road, we might have saved up enough to buy part of the building. (laughs) Um, What happens when you don't have enough? You're a steward, because we're all stewards. We've been given everything that we have by God. But there are all sorts of life circumstances, not just this one. There's all sorts of life circumstances which we face when we find we just don't seem to have enough. We don't have enough emotional resilience to deal with what is being handed down to us and, and what we have to have to work with. We don't have enough to, to, to resist temptation. We don't have enough to, to do those basic things that we need to do. And so I wanted to give you three things to, th- that, that, to, to think about that, that I think give us a sense of how we need to proceed when we don't have enough. First is, we need to be pastorally principled. We had a really nice discussion on Wednesday uh, about... Christianity as a principled religion, which, which it is. It, uh, and it, it's, it's kind of that over and against the, the sort of standard relativism of our age, where everybody is trying to work out and calculate for every co- possible combina- combination and permutation of all of the outcomes that just might come from this action. And it makes it really hard to do anything. Because anything that we do, we have to suddenly think about, okay, well, okay, traditionally this would have been right and this would have been wrong, but, but maybe if I do this, then, then this will result and then this and then this, and maybe it'll be a whole, me- whole big mess down the road. And what, the reason I would say that Christianity has some very clear principles and gives us some very clear principles to live by is simply that life is complicated. It's really, really tough to figure out all these things. We're not God. We don't know how things are going to shake out down the road uh, if we do this or do that. We're just not competent. And so God gives us some fairly basic principles to live by. They're called the law, the law of God. Uh, and you know the, the the Israelites, as they received the law from God and started to put it into practice, just recognize this is life-giving. If we do what the law says, in terms of not killing people, not stealing, not coveting, being sexually chaste, uh, all of these things come with blessings from God. And if we just do them, then God. We, we experience the blessing from God. That a life that is, uh, that w- w- where we can live and be at peace with one another and with God. And then, of course, Christ comes along and says, you heard what the law said, but I say. He calls us to something even higher, even in some respects more difficult, but also maybe more clear because he also spells out for us the intent of the law, the purpose of the law. The law is there to teach us how to love. How do we love one another? And so the, the, um, the, the basic Christian approach is not some absolute um, legalistic um, this is God's law. I will do this, uh, and 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 that's it. That be done with it. It's it's a little more nuanced than that. It's it's as I say pastorally principled, because whenever we approach the law, we do find that there are things that are sometimes too hard, or circumstances that are sometimes uh, more more. Not really covered. And, And in those cases, we're governed by a very simple pastoral principle the pastoral principle of love. Not just love, agape, self sacrificial love that puts the interest of the other person before our own. So that's the first principle I, I think we, should, we, should, we, need to, we need to go by. The second thing that, that, we, that we should do when we are faced with uh, circumstances that are just more than we can handle is obviously pray. As I said before, prayer is kind of like calling up City Hall. Uh, in in a circumstance where it's it's something is happening that you really don't have the power or the confidence to deal with. You know, the storm drains are flooding is my typical example. Uh, And, you know, you you don't go out and try and fix them yourself because you're not qualified to do that. You phone up City Hall. And that's what we do when we pray. And that's, Good, because if we are truly stewards, if we truly understand that God is ultimately in control, that he's working in all things for our good and for those who love him, uh, for for the good of all those who love him and are called according to his purpose, then prayer is a reminder to us. It's not only an action that we can undertake uh, saying, you know, Lord, don't have enough here, please help. It's also putting Whatever situation you're facing, back into God's hands. It's like, okay, here, I can't handle this, you deal with it. And then he does. So, we want to be pastorally principled, we want to pray, and finally we want to persevere. The scriptures say, he who perseveres until the end will be saved. Because often, we're being pastorally principled. We're praying. And everything is still going wrong. And it seems like God isn't listening. And and the cry of our heart is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from the words of my groaning? And here the basic reminder is, particularly given that we're stewards, the ending hasn't been written yet. We do know what the ending will be. The ending is the judgment of the world, including us, God have mercy on us, uh, um, which will winnow all of the dross and chaff and all of the all of the bad stuff out of all of creation and restore creation to its original goodness and More than that, it's the resurrection That as we die with Christ as we commit to that self-sacrificial life and love that Christ had and did that God will not abandon us to the grave. He does not abandon His Holy One or His Holy Ones. He raises us up with Him in glory. And so as we live in this way, recognizing that we are simply stewards, we're simply taking care of whatever it is that God has given us, it's not our own. We're able to live to hold on to things lightly. We're able to live in a way that doesn't attach so desperately to things as our, and to possessions as what carries us forward and gives us security. And we're able to relax a bit as we pray and just do what's right. And persevere and as we do this God is at work in us and in all of the circumstances around us so that our stewardship will not fail and that even when it looks like we don't have enough his power is made perfect in weakness And this manifestation of God's power in our weakness is the glory of His love for us. Glory be to Him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever ever into ages of ages.